What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the latest edition of the Birds of Broad Street podcast. Today's episode will be the Eagles-Ravens breakdown podcast. The first game at the link with fans allowed in the stadium should be a huge boost to the Eagles. A lot happens in this episode. Stay tuned toward the end to hear mine and James' reaction to some big breaking news. I hope you enjoy this one. All right, Eagles fans, back with another episode of the Birds on Broad Street podcast. Today we'll be previewing the Eagles-Ravens game this Sunday at the link, the first one this season with fans at the home stadium in Philly. It's going to be a fun game, a game that I feel like me and James both have uh, positive feelings about going into this game. Uh, James, let's talk about a few things that you're excited about coming to this game on the, on the Eagles side. I hate to, like, relate back to last week, but I kind of took it as a moral victory. I know nobody likes to hear that, but just seeing our offense play well, it kind of gave me confidence for this week. And I know that Jim Schwartz's defense can be so inconsistent, but they always play well at home. And I know we're going to have fans there. And I just got a good feeling about this game. I'm not going to predict that they win, but I just feel like it's not going to be a blowout and it's going to be a lot closer than people think. Yeah, I think after the Pittsburgh game, again, that I thought we could win, uh, we just, you know, broke down towards the end too many mistakes on defense but uh, against this Ravens team we're getting a few guys back from injury uh, Will Parks is returning um, Alshon or Deshaun I, th- I feel like one of them plays I don't know if both of them will uh, Alshon seems like more of a long shot than Deshaun uh, so that'll be a, a boost to the offense that we need uh, who else am I missing coming back from injury Darius Slay's clear pro- co- concussion protocol sorry yep. and uh Mon Brown is starting at right guard. Yeah. But I think the biggest thing is Will Parks for me. Yeah, I think he'll uh, – I think – I know Maddox practice limited this week. Uh, I don't know if he's going to play. That would be a huge boost, too, if he got to play. Because it, it, Jalen Mills, I don't like him playing corner. I don't think it, it ever worked in Philly. He wasn't as bad as most people thought, but – uh, I like him being able to be that that chess piece where you can move him around, where he can cover guys like Mark Andrews and um, the backside of the backfield, stuff like that. So I think when you have Rodney McLeod, uh, Will Parks, and uh, Jalen Mills all healthy and all in their spots where they thrive, I think uh, that'll be a huge boost to the defense. So hopefully um, we're healthy at corner coming in this game. We're going to have to see what the status is on Avante Maddox, but – I don't want to go through another week with uh, Jalen Mills playing outside corner opposite Darius Slay. Yeah, and I just think the key piece here, I'm going to say it again, is Will Parks just because how versatile he is. He can play almost anywhere on the field. So it just boosts and elevates everybody else's game. I think he can disguise how bad the linebackers look because he can play in the box. And as well, I think he can help somebody out like a Roby Coleman who's been struggling because he's not been playing his primarily like slot. Sometimes he's been stuck on the outside or Craven LeBlanc. Sometimes Craven LeBlanc has been stuck on the outside. So just having another piece on that offense that gives you just a boost and it has guys back in their original position where they know how to play. Yeah, Will Park's definitely going to be a huge boost because I think if you think back to even last week, if we had Will Park's playing, I think you'd probably see Will Park's where you would see uh, Nathan Gary in coverage on tight ends and on guys like uh, Chase Claypool because I think like yeah, you said – super versatile guy that uh, can run with some of those guys. I, I, I don't think he's a, a super fast uh, defensive <laughs> back, but a guy that can hold his own. Yeah. Clearly the Ravens are the better team, but 
I like the matchup. The Eagles do really well against the run, especially at home and yeah. like the pass. And just the new pieces we added on the defensive line, as long as the Eagles can tackle Lamar Jackson and tackle the reverse sweeps, everything on the outside, as long as they can push it in, I think the Eagles have a great chance because the Ravens are, I think they're third in rushing. And what were they in pass again? Something late? 30, 31st. Something like, yeah, 31st. Terrible. So if we can they're stop better the than the Jets. Play, they're better yeah. than the Jets, James. That's well, all that matters. I think everybody is. But yeah, if, if they can stop the run on first down, and get to second and third down passing situations, I think that favors the Eagles a lot more because Lamar Jackson isn't your traditional drop back pocket passer. He's improved vastly. Like he's doing a lot better than he was in his rookie year. But if you can get these pieces back on defense and especially in the secondary, I think it's going to be a more favorable matchup for the Eagles to be able to stop the run and then force Lamar Jackson to pass. I'd rather have that than them just run it all over us. Yeah, the, the Eagles definitely have to play assignment football this week, and I think that's the key to the victory. I think if you do that, if you limit what they can do on the ground between Lamar Jackson and their, you know, stacked backfield with Mark Ingram, J.K. Dobbins, Gus Edwards, uh, even their fullback uh, Patrick Ricard uh, gets involved. So I think if you limit them, you kind of really win the game against this team. Um, but it's not an easy task. It's not as, uh, as, you know, easy said as done. But uh, their defense is probably what scares me the most. When you look at their depth chart top to bottom, it's just guy after guy that you would trade for on this Eagles defense. Calais Campbell, Brandon Williams, Derek Wolf, Pernell McPhee, Patrick Queen, LJ Fort, RIP, uh, Matthew Judon, Marlon Humphrey, <laughs> Chuck Clark, Deshaun Elliott, Marcus Peters. So, and they just top to bottom, they're stacked on defense. So I think that's my biggest worry uh, coming into this game. Yeah, they sacked Joe Burrow seven times last week. And, you know, the defensive coordinator, he's no slouch. He's going to design around the Eagles' new offensive line because they have such a makeshift offensive line now, Without, especially if Lane Johnson doesn't play. You know, they're going to attack Driscoll and Maialata all day long. And even those guys, like, even though they have looked quite impressive in their debuts, I don't think this is a matchup that's going to favor them at all. I think they're going to throw so many new schemes at them that they're not going to recognize. It's just going to be a matter of is Carson Wentz going to protect the ball? Are the uh, receivers going to be able to protect the ball? And is the running back going to be able to protect the ball? Because it's going to be won and lost in the turnover battle. And if the Eagles fall behind in the turnover battle, they have no shot at winning this game. So you got to feed Miles Sanders. you got to protect the ball. Take your shots downfield. And basically don't force anything. Yeah, I think if the Eagles are able to score points like they did last week against the Steelers, then they could probably win this game. Because uh, I just think the brand of Ravens football isn't outscoring people. Um, I just think that they're a, a team that does well when they get on top of you early, and then they're able to um, continue to run the ball down your throat and play good defense, and that's how they win games. I just don't think Lamar Jackson has the ability to win games, especially if he's behind. Like you saw what happened against um, – the Kansas City Chiefs when they played this year, the Chiefs go up early and, you know, they make Lamar Jackson try to beat them and he just can't. They're 31st in the league in passing for a reason. And that's because, one, they don't have weapons on the outside. And, two, Lamar Jackson just isn't capable of doing that, in my opinion. Yeah, the Chiefs were able to just steamroll them out the water. And, I mean, that's what you got to do there. You got to find a way to slow down Baltimore at first, try to get a lead, and then force Lamar to – Lamar Jackson to pass the ball and beat you. 
It's not going to be an easy task because the Ravens roster is top and down a lot better than the Eagles roster. I think it's just going to be all those other matchups that come into play. The fact that we have home field advantage, we got fans coming back. I think, you know, the players are going to be a lot more sparked up than usual. Will Parks, Darius Slay's good to go. It's going to be one of those games that you're not going to see what you think is going to happen on paper. I don't think the Ravens are just going to blow the Eagles out the water. I think it's going to be a close game. And then this going to come down. Can the Eagles make enough plays like last week? Are the Eagles able to capitalize when they're in the red zone? Are they able to make field goal kicks? Are they able to, you know, make those tough throws, get those first downs? Because they did great on first, I'm third down last week. I think they were like 14 of 17, something crazy like that, or 10 of 14. Their third down percentage was insane. So they just got to keep capitalizing on those tough situations. And then I think we're going to be in that game to win it at the end. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree with you anymore. I think the, the most frustrating thing about this season for most Eagles fans is the fact that when you look at this roster, even the way it looks right now, you know, week six, not fully healthy, there's just a lot of talent and there's a lot of promising things that, you know, if if the execution happens on Sunday that you expect uh, this team to win. I mean, if Carson's playing the way he played last week against the Steelers, then I think that we have a shot to win. If Travis Fulgham shows up again, if Deshaun Jackson gives you anything, if your, you know, Pro Bowl tight end gives you anything, if you're, you know, um, your young promising running back gives you something on the ground. If you run the ball, if you feed them, different stuff like that. It's like we have everything that we need to be successful. We're just not putting it together on Sundays. And I think that's the most frustrating part uh, about this one, three and one start to the 2020 season. But um, this game's going to be, like you said, a, a game that's going to come down to the Eagles executing on offense and not really letting uh, the Ravens beat up on us. Uh, if you had to give me an X factor, on uh, offense, um, just with the guys that we think are going to play, who would it be? My X factor on offense, it would have, I hate to say this because he's so up and down all the time, but it would have to be Deshaun Jackson, just his speed. If he's able to stay in there for maybe like 70% of the game and take the top off the Ravens defense, I think that can be a huge help because last week you really didn't have that speed factor because Hightower is just struggling to start off his career. So it was basically just a Travis Fulgham show. You just threw it to Travis Fulgham and he was able to high point the ball and go up there and get it. But if you can get Deshaun Jackson, like innovated in the Eagles offense as well, I think it just spreads everything out. And that helps Zach Ertz. That helps Miles Sanders. That helps Fulgham even more. And maybe it gets John Hightower wide open on a play. So I think Deshaun Jackson is going to be the key to, you know, the Eagles having a more consistent offense. Yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head. I, you know, I hate to copy you, but I, you know, I second that. I think Deshaun Jackson, even though he hasn't had a big impact so far this season, I just think his presence on the field provides so much for this offense. And I think, um, you know, with the emergence of Travis Fulgham, Carson's more in a rhythm now. Uh, the more you, the more threats you have on the field, where you can't really zero in on one. Um, you know, you can't double Zach Ertz every single play. You can't cheat to Deshaun Jackson on the same play that you're doubling Ertz. And at the same time, uh, giving Travis Fulgham attention um, like they seem to do towards the end of the game with Joe Hayden. So the more weapons you have out there for uh, Carson, the better. And I think Deshaun's a super explosive one that opens up so much for everybody else that um, if he's able to play and he's healthy enough to contribute, I think it'd be a huge spark for this offense. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, Tori's, 
Torrey Smith said it best this morning. He said that when Wentz gets rhythm and he's protected, he's one of the best quarterbacks in the league. It, it, like, he just has that much confidence in him. And Torrey Smith only played from for one year, obviously. It was the Super Bowl year. But people just don't understand. If Carson Wentz has people around him and he's well protected, he still has one of the highest ceilings of any quarterback in the league. And I just – me and you both, we just have this utmost respect for him and this faith in him that he's going to succeed. So, hopefully, guys can start coming back. Guys can start playing well around him, and then Zach Ertz numbers goes up. You give Miles Sanders the ball more. It just takes everything off Carson Wentz, all that pressure, and he can succeed to the potential we know he can. But it's going to be a fun game to watch Sunday, and I think my most important thing for them is you need to get pressure on Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson had only 180 total yards against the Chiefs, and like you said, it was because they fell behind early, and then the Chiefs just started teeing off on him. They sent so many package blitz. Even though they didn't get to him a lot of times, they forced him to throw the ball. They forced him to be inaccurate, and they forced him to make turnovers. And that's going to be the most important thing is, you know, Fletcher Cox, Javon Hargraves, Malik Jackson, Derek Barnett, Brandon Graham, all those boys up front that make so much money, they got to prove that they're the best defensive line in the league. They can't do what they did last week where they showed up for the first quarter and then they fell asleep for the rest of the game. You got to do that all four quarters, especially with a team like the Ravens, because I think we can both agree that the Ravens, have a better roster than the Steelers. So the Ravens have potential to do a lot better than the Steelers did against us last week. But we just got to, you know, put some pressure on Lamar Jackson and hopefully we can tee off on him. Yeah, it's, it's going to be, uh, like you said, it's going to be a fun game to watch. It's going to be a pivotal game because if the Eagles are able to somehow get a victory, which, you know, I think that they can, like you said at the top, I think we match up very well with this team with what they do well versus what we do well. Um, if we win this game, you go two, two, three, and one. Um, if Dallas wins, cool. If they lose to the Cardinals, cool. Um, and then you have two oh, division I games think. before the bye. Uh, two very winnable games without Dak Prescott um, playing for the Cowboys. And, of course, we're playing the Giants. So if you could win three in a row going into the bye, you get a lot of guys healthy back before you come out on that really daunting – uh, back at, back end stretch of the the schedule where you're playing guys like the Cardinals, the Saints, the Seahawks, and the Packers. I think the outlook yep. for this this season and this team could be a lot different. So I think this is a huge game. Yeah, if if we're able to pull this off, and then the Cardinals beat the Cowboys, that is a huge two game swing right there for us. And then you take care of the divisional games. You go into the bye week, and things are looking pretty good for the Eagles. It, it's just a matter of fact: are they going to be able to get the job done? Yeah, so that before we move off of the preview of the Ravens, let's go ahead and give a prediction. You feel comfortable giving a prediction right now? Yeah, I think I'm okay with it. Yeah, let's put some stuff on wax. What you got for this this Eagles Ravens game? I think it's going to be as high scoring as it was last week. I'll go 31-30 the Eagles. 31-30 Eagles escape with a one point victory. Yeah, I All think right. it's going to be a nail biter. I don't know if it's going to come down to a field goal or not or if it's going to come down to a missed field goal. But I just have a feeling Eagles' first time playing in front of their fans that they're going to be able to pull this one off. Yeah, I, like I said many times this pod, I, f- I have a really good feeling. I think the Eagles can win this game. I definitely don't want to be the fan that predicts that the Eagles win every single week because that's just delusional and uh, not realistic. I did predict last week that the Eagles would lose 21-19 to the, to the Steelers. Uh, we ended up losing that game, but it was uh, a lot more on the scoreboard. 
I'll be with you, but I'll I'll take it down a notch. I think the Eagles can win this game, twenty-seven to twenty-three. I think twenty-seven twenty-three, and I think the game kind of ends with uh, Lamar Jackson on a game-winning drive, uh, has to score a touchdown, and he's just not able to get it done. So that's mine. It's All right, twenty-seven to twenty-three. I like that Eagles defense coming up big, or is it? Or is it Lamar Jackson coming up small? You tell me. It, it could be either or. And, you know, I think you're going to find out who the, like, the real Lamar Jackson is this week if, you know, if he's able to – because I think he's going to have that situation at the end. The Eagles, quarter, uh, the Eagles defense always loves to get quarterbacks that kind of type of opportunity at the end. We saw it with the 49ers game. We saw it with the Bengals game. And we saw it last week. They love to give the opportunity for quarterbacks to win the game at the end, whether it's a minute to go, three minutes to go, whatever it is, they always give quarterbacks that opportunity. So I think you're going to find out, can Lamar Jackson crack under pressure or is he going to succeed? And then we can determine who did it fall on. Did it fall on the Eagles defense? Did it fall on Jim Schwartz? Or did it fall on Lamar Jackson coming up too small? Yeah, I'm glad you brought up Jim Schwartz because that's a perfect segue for this. I think um, to move on from the the Eagles-Ravens game, talk about a few other things Eagles-related. Um, you know, like I said before we started recording, every time you get on Eagles Instagram or Eagles Twitter, there's a new uh, narrative or theme going on. Uh, Eagles fans complaining about something, you know, they're up in arms about, you know, a certain topic. And I think this week it's been uh, Jim Schwartz and it's been Howie Roseman and the the lack of drafting certain players that that Jim Schwartz wanted. I just want to take a second to say, um, contrary to popular belief, Jim Schwartz is a good defensive coordinator. Whether you like to believe it or not, it's backed up by stats. It's backed up by rankings. His whole career as a defensive coordinator, even when he was the head coach in Detroit, they had a solid defense. You know mm-hmm. what? You, you can't make a good meal if you have Dollar Tree products. I'm sorry. Um, yeah. You just you – can't, you can't compose a great defense when you don't have great players. When you are continually um, – shoveling, you know, Nate Gary and TJ Edwards and Alex Singleton, you know, respect to all of them because, you know, we like them as Eagles fans, Um, you know, Nate Gary aside, but, you know, Alex Singleton has the pick six, TJ Edwards, you know, looks like a solid young guy, but they're not elite talent. They're not even above average talent at the linebacker spot. Um, And then, you know, Rodney McLeod, like I said, you know, no disrespect to these guys because I like a lot of these guys. They're just, it is what it is when we're evaluating their talent. Jim Schwartz doesn't have a lot of high-end talent on this Eagles defense, but yet he still gives you guys, um, you know, a respectable defense week in and week out. And, of course, you can say 38 points isn't respectable. A 1-3-1 one, and one start isn't. But uh, without his defensive performance against the San Francisco 49ers, this team is 0-4-1. and one. Yeah. I mean, there's a reason that Jim Schwartz has been in the league so long. And if you look at the defense, you look at, you know, the minor good things that they're doing. The defensive line is dominant at times, which is a credit to Jim Schwartz. Darius Slay, who we picked up, he has not struggled at all, which is also a credit to Jim Schwartz for putting him in that right situation. And it comes down to talent. We don't have that much talent. You know, there's solid players out there. Like, I think Rodney McLeod's a really solid player. I think uh, Craven LeBlanc can be solid at times. I think Nikhil Roby Coleman has struggled, but he is a solid player as well. It, it's just – 
there's not enough talent on that back end and in the linebacking group for us to be a great defense. We can't be a top five defense when you're putting guys out there like Nathan Gary who are covering, trying to cover these new hybrid tight ends. And you got to had him on a receiver last week. You know, it's just not a fair matchup. We just don't have enough bodies. And then you wonder, like, if you had a guy like Will Parks out there, do things like that change? If Will Parks is on um, Claypool, I have a much better – you know, feeling about that than having Nathan Gary, or if you put um, Will Parks on Mark Andrews this week, I feel a whole lot better than I would if uh, Nathan Gary was covered on one of them. So I just think there's not enough talent on this defense, and I can't really be mad at Jim Schwartz for that. You know, how he builds this team, and you put out there what you can, and, you know, injuries happen too. So it's not entirely his fault. It's just more the players have to execute when they go out there on Sunday. Yeah, coming into this season in four years as the Eagles defensive coordinator, uh, the average scoring defense of Jim Schwartz was 11th, which is um, very good. Uh, it's damn near top 10, which is would be an elite defense in my opinion. So the fact that he's given you that with the lack of resources and talent that's been invested on this defense outside of the defensive line uh, is pretty remarkable. You know, 11th average scoring defense when you have Jalen Mills as your starting corner for four years is pretty remarkable, if you ask me. Um, I got some uh, breaking news. What get Hit me. Alshon out, Deshaun Jackson out, Lane Johnson out, Avante Maddox out. No uh, way. Yep, they just, just did it right now. That is awful. Well, I don't know yeah. if I feel the same way anymore about this game. Also. Yeah, we were just talking about it a couple minutes ago. and Oh, that is so awful. Them. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess our X Factor is uh, no longer an X Factor. He's not. He's <laughs> I not guess you got to pick a new one now. He's an out factor. This, that is awful. Lane's out. Deshaun's out. Alshon's yeah. out, man. I just Mark Marcus Epps out, Lane Johnson out, Matt Pryor out, Duke Riley out, Deshaun out, Alshon out, Avante out, and then Darius is listed as questionable. That's just I'm speechless right now. That's a that's a really big deal, and having all seven of those guys ruled out, that's really yep. tough, man. Those are those are some some impact players, especially Lane Johnson, the most important of those those seven, but. Going into another week without any help on the outside. I know everybody's excited for Travis Fulgham, but, um, you know, that was one big game. So, I mean, oh, wow. Yeah, it's a, it's a big killer right there. It's just from a depth standpoint that you don't have that many options on offense when you have a stacked roster like the Ravens, that just puts us at another disadvantage. You know, the Eagles are going to have to perfectly execute on all three sides to have a chance of this game now. Wow, I just I feel so speechless right now. That's that's crazy. Sorry news. to bring the bad news, but I mean, oh. I thought it would be important. I did not think that all of those guys would be ruled out. I thought if you would have asked me on Wednesday if uh, Alshon and uh, Deshaun Jackson were going to play, I would have told you yes. And yep. if you would have asked me if Lane Johnson was going to play, I would have said yeah. I just I I think the theme with him all year is going to be. He doesn't practice all week to rest the ankle, and then he plays on Sundays, and I'm wrong again with that. So, that mm-hmm. yeah, that, that was a punch to the gut right there for me. That's, that's crazy. Especially in the beginning of the week, they kind of made the Lane Johnson situation to be like, oh, it's just going to be a nagging injury for the rest of the year. You know, they're not going to let him get surgery or anything. He's just going to have to 
you know, be limited in practice throughout every week. And then he'll be good to go on Sunday. That's the kind of impression they gave us at the beginning of the week. But now to take him out, it's just weird. It makes you wonder, like, does he need more rest than they speculated? Or or what's going on? And Deshaun, you know, is father time finally caught up to him? Is that it for him or what? Because that's what? Is this three games in a row he's missed? Yeah. Yeah, it's just uh, – it, it's getting to be ridiculous. And the Eagles are looking more dumb by the week for not putting Alshon Jeffrey on the pup list. Yeah, just a, a, a misfire by Howie. Um, one that, you know, not a huge deal. It's not like it costs the Eagles anything to, to keep him on the roster as opposed to putting him on the PUP. But, wow, I'm just – Yeah, especially I'm with Jalen Rager too. Yeah, Jalen Rager's still out. So, you're running into another another week of Travis. What the hell happened to Dallas Goddard, too? I, where are these guys? That's what I'm saying. Like, I, I don't even remember. I remember Dallas Goddard getting hurt. I don't remember the time frame. I know it was a – what, was it a month, three to four weeks? Yeah, they said something like he'd missed several weeks. I don't remember ever hearing, like, an actual, you know, number of weeks. But um, I think it was at least – he got put on uh, IR, didn't he? Dallas got a did he? I think so. Because uh, you can bring him back after three weeks. I think he I think he went yeah. on IR. So I think after three weeks he uh, he'll have a chance to come back at some point. But yeah, hopefully you know, within the next two weeks because we need him. We need somebody out there. This is tough, man. That's that's a big deal. I don't I don't know what else to say. Yeah. It, it, it kind of does dampen the mood a little bit, especially how excited we were ten minutes ago. Uh, but what do you expect from this Eagles team at this point? They they always hit you with this kind of news at the last second. They gear you up all week, and then they're like, oh, by the way, these guys aren't going to play. We should be conditioned for this, though, right? It just – it's I – don't, I don't understand how we, we continually are put in this spot. And that's another point that I'd like to make. I think um, too many people are uh, confused with uh, the, the blame on the Eagles uh, training staff. So – the, the guys in the, the medical staff, the guys that are um, tabbed to treat these players when they get injured, are not the people that are responsible for them getting hurt, okay? Yeah. So when, when you go to the doctor because you broke your leg, it's not the doctor's fault that you broke your leg, correct? So it's not, it's not any trainer or medical staff. Uh, it's not their fault when Deshaun Jackson pulls his hammy. It's not their fault when Lane Johnson has an ankle issue. It's not their fault when – uh, Alshon Jeffrey has uh, foot surgery. It's not their fault when Carson Wentz tears his ACL. Um, exactly. we're, you're playing a very violent game where injuries happen at random to a lot of people. There are guys, you know, in the NFL that play that are more prone to injuries than others, and I would consider Deshaun one of those guys. He's a frail man. He probably weighs no more than 175 pounds. But at the same time, there's nobody that the Eagles can go employ to keep the injuries down to keep the injuries low. The best thing you can do is have an excellent strength and conditioning staff to get these guys in tip top shape to where injuries are less likely to happen. But at the same time, when you're talking about a COVID-19 season where injuries are affecting every single team, it's just another page in, uh, in the book of seasons where injuries have derailed this team. Yeah. It's just frustrating because it seems like we're the only team that really deals with it, even though all the teams in the NFL have it. I just don't think the other teams have the quantity of <laughs> injury to rehab. So, and they always seem to come at a bad time. They always seem to come all at once. 
hopefully by the end of the season we can have a more healthier Eagles team. But you're right. It's just disappointing right now. I don't really know what to say. I, I, the only small glimmer of hope that I can give right now is, once again, it's Carson and the kids out there, and he's had time with them. He's been preparing with them all week, all last week. So, you know, hopefully they can uh, show us something again like they did against Pittsburgh and put some points on the board. Yeah, um, I've, got, I've got nothing left for you. Carson and the kids, let's go. All right, everybody, that'll do it for this episode of the Birds of Broad Street podcast. If you enjoyed this one, as always, please subscribe on Apple, on Spotify. Don't forget to leave a review. While you're at it, go ahead and follow James and I on Instagram at Fresh Prince of Philly at Eagles fans. That's where you'll find any update for the podcast, as well as any Eagles breaking news, updates, rumors, and other dope Eagles content. Until next time, go Birds!